Welcome to Creditorial Podcast, Episode 8. It's Justin Ashley, Director of Compliance and Content with Mesa Public Schools. Hope everyone had a great Thanksgiving. Hope you enjoyed some time with your family and friends. Hope you pigged out a little bit, had a little bit too much turkey. I hope you napped. I hope you did all that great stuff. I did nothing, so that was super nice. I just chilled, relaxed, didn't do much, got my R&R in. And then this past weekend, which was December 3rd weekend, I did a quick weekend in New York. I went and saw my parents, did a day with dad, day with mom, and I was home. You do it like Vegas, you get in, you get out. Too much family time. For me, not that much fun. <laughs> I had some questions come in. I have some reminders. I have some tips. And I have some shout-outs and words of positivity. It's going to be a longer one. So let's get into this editorial podcast. Here we go. Welcome to our podcast. Our what? Our podcast. The Mesa Public Schools Special Education Speditorial Podcast. This will be like reading a newspaper, but you're not reading a newspaper because you're just listening. Listening to you drop some jokes <laughs> and drop some knowledge. This will be entertainment for your ears. Now, how was that for an intro? Nailed it. And we're back. Record documentation. Let me show you. These are ones that I have emailed. Okay. These are the ones still with issues. So please use that IEP compliance checklist. It'll help you, I promise. It'll make sure that you have all that documentation that needs to be sent to school records in a file ready to go, whether that's scanned into the email or whether that's sent to the green bag through an office mail. There's a lot of issues with it, okay? So if your student has a PBIP, there better be a PBIP. If your student has alternate assessment, there better be an alternate assessment form. If there are students that have Medicaid consent forms that are missing, we need those. SLD signatures, we need those. <laughs> IEP signature pages, my goodness. Please review what is required on the FAQs. I am tired of saying it, but I have still these emails to send because people are not listening and not getting signatures and still putting on participated by WebEx, which is not allowed, but only for the parent. Site-based teams, come on, sign it. You're having virtual meetings? Shouldn't be that hard to go find that signature page the next day and sign off on it. Just saying. Don't know where the issues are coming from. A little bit ridiculous on my end because I get question after question after question. So please, Log in to the special education website, Miss Public Schools. Go to Synergy SE Support. Left side, when you scroll down a little bit, is the FAQs. You're going to click the FAQ box. Then that opens up, and Excel spreadsheet will populate. Once that populates, look on the bottom. There's tabs. The first one's for MESS. The second one is for IEPs. Click it. It'll be your friend. Hopefully no more questions come in on signatures, because it's all right there. All the answers you need are on the FAQs, okay? Clear as mud. I'm sure I'll get more questions, so we're jumping in. Okay, another thing. If you go out on FMLA, or 
if you go out on some sort of vacation? Do you think that I know that you're going on FMLA or on vacation? I know everything I need to know about you. Slim to none, I can tell you that. I don't have everybody's schedule posted up on my computer. So, if you do go out on FMLA, or if you do go out on some sort of vacation, and I email you, please don't be rude and hasty with your response saying you're out on FMLA or vacation, because I don't know. I don't know your schedule. All I care about is compliance stuff, IEP, MET stuff. That's what I care about. So if you are on FMLA or if you are on vacation, the first question I have for you, why, is, why are you answering your email? If you already took the time off, you shouldn't be working. Second one, if you do decide to reply, which I wouldn't do, but if you do, be nice with your response. Again, I don't have your schedule. You think I have all schedules posted up? Uh, there's Skyline. Uh, there's Red Mountain. Uh, there's uh, Sharp. No, I don't have any of that. So I have no idea if you're on vacation or on FMLA. So I apologize if you're getting that email, but if you're on those things, you shouldn't be answering the email in the first place. Oof. Okay. I'm not frustrated, I promise. I'm just a little hungry. <laughs> I purposely didn't eat so that I could get this podcast out. So you're welcome. Okay. Some tips. IEP tips, when you're doing your IEP development, when you're gathering information, getting data, just remember to use that stranger test. What's the stranger test? Oh, what's the stranger test? Let me tell you. Stranger test is something that I used to use at ADE. It was recommended to use at ADE, and all the other program specialists in my office do the same thing. The stranger test is that you'll get an IEP, you'll review the PLAF, and through the PLAF, if you can determine the goals in SDI, it's a pretty solid PLAF. If you read the PLAF, and then you're like, ooh, I don't know which goals could be here because there's limited information, or there's, you know, there's nothing written in here, and you don't know what those goals or the special design instruction is going to be, chances are it's not a great PLAF. Suggestion, if you have time, give your IEP to a colleague that you don't mind reading and critiquing your information, have them review it. If they can determine the goals in the SDI, you are top notch. If they can, that's because there's some items missing, perhaps data, um, perhaps when I talk about data, I'm talking about both qualitative, quantitative, anecdotal, right? We need all that information. What is it about the student that they're not doing so well? We need all that information, it's all relevant. So. Just a reminder, see if you could start utilizing that. I think it'd be very helpful for some of our teachers. Okay. <laughs> okay, now that I'm done with the little reminders, we're gonna get into those questions. Here's your top five. Fifth question. Who initiates the consultation requests? So consultation request first you need a parental signature that we could even do the consultation with their child their student right so the case manager in working in collaboration with that related service provider will send that information to the parent once the parent signs off on that consultation request your related service provider will be able to start that process so who initiates for the most part case manager question four what is the case law about parent participation in special education process? 
great question came from a clerk uh, and Gilbert over at Mountain View and that court case is Doug C B Hawaii and that talks about parent participation where items may go out of compliance if the parent actively wants to participate in that process if the parent is generally and utterly unresponsive to requests that team may move forward if you'd like more information on that court case you may google doug cv hawaii and you'll get all your answers and if you have questions on that you are more than welcome to email me and i'll help you navigate that question three if a parent requests in writing that they want an evaluation for their child how long does the school site have to send a response the answer is 15 days we have 15 days to response whether we're going to forward with that evaluation or we are going to refuse that evaluation and here's why question two and this is a great question because i had quite a few come through and then we put out a news feed on it because it was a little confusing so what does success versus problem mean with the compliance reports that we send out through Synergy? And it's a little backwards, but we're just going to roll with it because we're a little backwards. Success means, because you have, your, you have the school, so it would say Taft Elementary, and at the end it would say success. The success means that that attachment of the out of compliance documentation has been uploaded. Okay? If it says problem, it states problem because the system couldn't find anything out of compliance. So there's not going to be an attachment listed in the email. So that's why we have success v um, problem. It has to do with if there's an available attachment to upload to that email. So again, success means the attachment was available. We're attaching it to this email. These are all of the items out of compliance. Problem, system can't find any out of compliance documentation so there's a problem because we can't upload so there's no attachment so that's what it means so if you get a problem email you are doing great you are having everything in compliance and much kudos to you and your staff for getting that documentation finalized in a timely manner because it makes my job easier okay hope that cleared up some confusion and then lastly what is an informal amendment versus formal amendment meeting? And this is a good question because it was stemming from when do I have to do uh, a meeting notice request for IEPs for amendments. So an informal amendment meeting is the case manager, if I'm the case manager and I find a clerical error or a minor adjustment needs to be made in the IEP to reflect a clearer purpose or vision, you want to contact the parent first contact the parent first and just be like hey miss Porter I noticed for your son I incorrectly spelled his name or oops I did this incorrectly may I just adjust this and not reconvene the team nine times out of ten they're gonna say yeah yeah, yeah sure just send home the documentation you'll do the amendment you'll fix it you'll do a PWN why you were fixing that and then you're done no meeting request a formal amendment meeting is any time that a team needs to adjust the child's education plan significantly. When I say significantly, I'm talking about specially designed instruction, placement, all that good stuff. Those you'll need to reconvene the, the team together to talk about the proposal, parent included, and you're going to want to get your team input. 
Okay, so that's going to require a notice. So hope that clears it up a bit. If you have questions on when an IEP amendment notice needs to go out or doesn't need to go out, just shoot me an email. I'll be happy to navigate that process with you because that's what I'm here for, guys, to help and support. Okay. So before I get into the winner of the question that I had stated, I want to talk about compliance shout-outs. So this month, November, we had quite a few schools, and when I say quite a few schools, we had 25 schools. Awesome. Last month and the month of October, we had 14, so we're going up. So what that means is that you really love my annoying love letters, my love notes. You really just love them because everything's kind of moving in a positive way, right? All of these schools, these 25 schools, so proud of you. Okay, I'm going to list them in alphabetical order because last podcast I said in elementary order, and that doesn't make sense. So it's alphabetical order, and I hope I say these correctly the first time because T likes to make fun of me when I stutter or jumble my words up. It's a really good time for her, and she chuckles in her office. That's how you typically can hear her when she's putting these podcasts together. So, hey, T. You have Chrisman, Eisenhower. Falcon Hill, Franklin East, Franklin West, Franklin at Alma, Franklin at Brimhall. Franklin at Brimhall. I see. I missed. Hale, Hughes, Jefferson, Keller, Lindbergh, Madison, Mesa Academy, Mesa, Mesa Center for Success at Jordan. It's always the second time. MDLP, Patterson, Pomeroy, R-M-C-E-E, -E, and that's all I'm going to say. Red Mountain Ranch, Robson, Salk, Serine, Superstition, and Wilson. Congratulations. You are in 100% compliance from for the month of November. Now, I want to give an awesome shout-out. T, put some music. Or Clapping applause, do all that good stuff. Because out of those 25 schools for the month of November, and then out of that 14 from the month of October, we had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine of those schools have been in compliance all year thus far. We'll see how December goes. Okay, Out of those 14 from October, 25 from November, we have Chrisman has been in compliance all year, Hale, Jordan, Mesa Center for Success at Jordan, MDLP, Pomeroy, RMCEE, -E, Red Mountain Ranch, Robson, and Sarine. Much appreciated. You are in compliance all semester. I'm going to follow up and look at December's compliance report, and I'm hoping that you guys all are, because you've got a special treat coming to you if you do. Okay. Congratulations there. Much appreciated. Um, I know my emails are annoying, but I do think they're working just a little bit, okay? Um, I, I do appreciate the hard work and the effort that's going into getting everything finalized. Oh, this phone. Sorry, Chris, the rally. That was for you, but I'm giving you uh, compliments right now, so. So, after that, let's talk about that question. There weren't that many 
people that had answered um, the question from last podcast. And the question was, where can you find the student's SACE or state ID number? The answer is, you can find it in multiple places. So, and I also didn't give a number for who had to be in my inbox. So the first person that was in my inbox was Carrie Zach Rocky. Congratulations, you won. It's in the demographics tab when you're on the SC screen. You can also find it on the SIS side. Okay, so those are that question was asked because there's a lot of um, issues with like transfer. Like, I can't find it, I can't find it. Well, if you go to these two areas, you may be able to. That wasn't snarky at all. Sent with love. Okay, I'm not going to do a question this time around because I'm sending you off on your holiday break, which you all deserve, and that's it. But when we come back, the questions will resume. So, Carrie Zach Rocky, get ready for that gift. I have to find out where you're located, mostly, um, and then I'll send that your way. Words of positivity. We had one from Christina Sweeter. She is the AP over at Dobson, Dobson High. And she just said, hey, Justin, I was pre-conferencing with a special education teacher, and she mentioned your podcast and how helpful they are. Oh, wanted you to know. Thank you so much. That means a lot out of the five people that listen to this podcast. I'm getting there's quite a few more. Um, I do appreciate that. I'm glad that I'm getting some useful information out and dispersing it through our very large school district because um, there's a lot of heavy pieces and movement in special education. So this is one of the ways that we can rectify getting the correct communication out to the field. Um, so thank you, Christina, for those words. And whoever that teacher was, thank you for listening. I do appreciate you. Do email me and tell me it was you. I will pull you on the podcast next go around for our episode nine. And then I did want to do one quick correction. Uh, Lori Desmond, uh, she gave us words of positivity last podcast and said she was at Mountain View. And that was incorrect. She used to be at Mountain View. Now she's at Mesa High. So my biggest apologies to you, Miss Desmond. I knew that, kind of. I just remember you at Mountain View, and that's where you'll always be to me. <laughs> Even if you leave the district, you will still be at Mountain View. Okay? Just kidding. She's at Mesa High. She's a great SLP, and she keeps me on my toes. So I appreciate you, Lori Desmond. Um, and that's all I have for episode eight of the Tutorial Podcast. Um, before I sound off, I would like to wish everyone a very happy holiday break. You all deserve it. We have about two, is it two weeks? Yeah, two weeks off. Um, and I know we're all going to need to reset, relax, do all that fun stuff, get it out of our system. Um, it's really crazy how fast this holiday break has come. I mean, in my opinion, I don't know if I kind of felt. Uh, maybe not to all of you, but to me it did. Um, but I just want to say I do appreciate everybody that listens to this podcast, but I also appreciate everyone that doesn't listen to the podcast. Um, I know you guys are working very hard with getting your information completed and finalized in a timely manner. Sometimes it's not always easy, right? Um, you have some sometimes you have difficult parents, sometimes it's hard with scheduling. Sometimes you're having difficulty amongst your own team with getting relevant data for that student to input in the IEP. 
just know that even with my emails, consistent emails, um, I, I do appreciate everything that you're doing. I just do want to also state that remember, these emails are just reminders, okay? They're not anything to come down on you on. They're not there to be like, what are you doing? It's more like, hey, just don't forget that you have this IEP that's not finalized yet, okay? Or this MET. You need to, you know, that's my job, compliance. There's timelines, I know. It's the worst, probably, you guys think this is probably the worst job in the world, but hey, someone's gotta do it, it's me. So just remember that my emails aren't meant to criticize. They're just there to kind of follow up. And if you communicate back with me and say, hey, this happened, the IP is being pushed, typically I'm fine with that. I don't typically have any issues, typically. But we all we have to do is just communicate. So with that being said, I'm communicating to you. Enjoy your holiday break. I will see you all next week.